Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children? Stop walking on eggshells and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. Hi, everybody. Megan Thompson here, and I want to talk to you about what is having you stuck in this cycle of feeling like you can't get out of the spiral of these meltdowns. And one of the things that I really want to capture today as we pull up into Thanksgiving for those of you who are in the U.S. watching this. Um, Guys, and for everybody else included, we have five weeks left of the year. And now is a time for many of you to be reviewing how the year has gone for you, where your child is struggling, whether last year was the same, better, or worse for your highly sensitive child and these big emotions. And one thing that I think is really important for you to address as you evaluate is is to take a look at yourselves and as parents specifically and how you're monitoring and how you're supporting your HSC's big emotions and whether or not you're seeing continuous growth. And by continuous growth, I don't want you to look at when your kid was two and now eight. And of course, you know, they've they've, uh, developed emotionally um, beyond beyond two, I want you to look at the last year. How do you see your child improving in their emotional expression? How do you see your child improving in their ability to notice other people's emotions, take them in and respond without feeling like it's their responsibility to manage other people's feelings? How do you notice your child's ability to communicate their emotions with you? in safe, clear, and effective ways. And and one of the things that I think is so, so important is to really evaluate yourselves as parents and what you're doing to lead that process. So one of the things that I posted about earlier this week is that you are the creator of your own emotional home. Your family lives in a certain emotion on a ma- major uh, basis because of you, right? We all believe that we we create the environment we want in our household, and as a parent, it's your job to address what the general experience emotionally is going on for your child and, and for your children. And and um, if you're co-parenting, then the both of you have a um, have a hand in that. We are addressing, you know, as as we come up to Thanksgiving, the understanding that. Some of you might feel stuck in this spiral, like you know, you're you're noticing patterns of calm. Maybe that happens for a week. Maybe it happens for a day, and then you're hit with another meltdown. And it can feel like you're in this whirlpool or tornado, even where you you know you get into the eye of this. I guess that's a hurricane. You get into the eye of the storm, and you feel like things are calm, and then you're just sucked back up into the wind. And I really want to 
cover today why that is, why you're getting stuck, why you feel like you're only um, in the eye of the storm rather than actually eliminating the hurricanes altogether. And this is really what we're talking about um, in, in moving out of the meltdown cycle. Because what I see so often for parents of highly sensitive kids is that when you're stuck trying to observe whether or not your child is ever going to move out of these weekly, daily, multiple times weekly struggles of big emotions that lead to meltdowns, one thing that it's that's hard for you to to see for you know for many parents to see is what you may or may not be doing to contribute to that pattern. So I want to capture this today because it could very well be that you see that you know regardless of whether or not your child's having meltdowns on a daily basis or multiple time daily basis, uh, multiple week times weekly basis, um, you might very well see that. If you are in a positive mood as a parent and things are going well for you, maybe at work or in your social life or with your other children, then you have a higher level of energy, right, to, to tackle those meltdowns. But then there's times when things start to really slide downhill. And here we are with the holidays, everybody can be stressed, or it can be a very happy, jovial, peaceful time for parents of highly sensitive kids and for HSCs themselves. And I really want to talk about that dichotomy, that that difference between some families and, and others, and what makes the difference. And and one of the things, as we know, is definitely you as a parent. And so, you know, as I'm um, gearing up to host my family coming down from Massachusetts and um, my husband's family coming up, we are excited. We are looking forward to this time. And, um, uh, my husband, I look forward to it because my husband cooks everything. <laughs> I just need to supervise that the house gets clean and um, and just, you know, have fun and enjoy it because it's something that he, he a tradition he started um, years ago and, and the deal we made was that he would be the one cooking and he actually likes it. So um, don't get me wrong, I, I like cooking, but for, for something like this, it's, it's better that I... Uh, I manage my own stress by uh, being the helper rather than being the one in charge. Um, and so when, when we, you know, I, I got off on a tangent there, but what I, when we think about what's going on for you as we move into this holiday season, often, so often, I hear many of you say, you know, things are really busy, things are really stressful, I don't even think I can, can um, find the time to, to contemplate what's creating this spinning hurricane for my family because we just need to get through the holidays. Now, guys, if that's going on, if that's what's happening for your family, then I really encourage you to take a look at what you're saying to yourselves about how your family operates because if you are strapping in and gearing up and, and you know needing a helmet to get into the holidays, then there's something significantly ineffective at how the household is operating and we need to fix it because it's no way to live and I really want to to capture that for you guys because if you're working so so hard to help your HSC survive these next couple of weeks as we move into holidays or for some of you, um, once school gets back, you're, you're going to be needing to survive the transition of returning back to school, 
then I have to challenge you to observe that you are in survival mode. And if you're in survival mode, especially during this happy, jovial time of the holiday season, then something needs to change. And so I really want to capture why you're stuck today and what you can do to fix it. Because one of the things that I know for certain is that none of you were put on this earth to suffer. And no family out there, especially those of you who are listening to me, is here for life to be hard. Life is supposed to be fun, peaceful, joyful, happy. And if you're struggling and stuck and worried and hunched over in fear about what's going to happen next and when the next meltdown is going to happen, then we need to fix it. We need to fix it now because there's no room for waiting. Your, your child only has one childhood and you only get to enjoy one childhood with your, chi with your child. And so when I think about all the families who are struggling out there trying to fix this problem of dealing with daily, multiple times weekly meltdowns and not taking massive action to fix it, it breaks my heart because I get to enjoy my kid. I love it and you know, I help parents do that and, and I, I couldn't even fathom not having that for my family. And so when my three-year-old has a meltdown, it sucks guys and um, I can't imagine dealing that with that day in, day out, multiple times a day, it, it, it has got to wear a huge, huge weight on your shoulders and, and tear at your heartstrings. It's heartbreaking. And, and so when we know that, when we know that this is awful, that that kind of living is awful, we have to talk about how to fix it because, again, it's no way to live. You have to move out of that immediately because you deserve it. <laughs> There's, there's no way around it, guys. You're worthy of peaceful homes. You're worthy of joyful households. You're worthy of, of happiness. And I know you're working so, so hard to figure this out. And so if you're stuck, then listen up because we've got to figure out what's working, what's not working with your family um, and, and moving out of that just frustrated space of aggravation on a daily basis. Because even if you're not taken out of your kid through yelling, which we know it gets to that point when there's only so many things you can do to keep all those balls in the air um, and you're just holding it into to yourself that for yourself and you're you know you're keeping that lid on the bubbling boiling pot inside that's no way to live and it takes a toll on your um, you know on your mental and emotional sanity it takes a toll on your, you know, your, your body's level of stress, it takes a toll on your physical health. Um, there's many, many consequences to not fixing this, guys, rather, you know, as opposed to, you know, seeing the consequences of addressing it now and, and feeling so stuck about whether or not you can manage taking action now. Let's really talk about why you're stuck and, and why you're spiraling in this, this hurricane, that's the metaphor that I've been using today. So one of the things that I think is so, so important, and, and really what we're going to be capturing today, because I have an appointment in 10 minutes and I um, kind of got on a roll, is that part of you believes that life is supposed to be hard. And 
This could be from your type A personality. This could be from your upbringing. This could be from your subconscious experience of not feeling truly capable or worthy of, of living a happy life, uh, you know, for whatever reason, maybe how you were raised, you just weren't validated with your emotional experiences. And so you just felt like you always had to be hard on yourself. And therefore, you create the story for yourself that life has to be hard. And, and so there's that. But then the other part of you looks at other people, whether they're raising HSCs or not, other people's families, and, and you see life easy, you see, you see, I mean, some of it you see, on Pinterest, right? It's like, but some of you see, you know, you have friends and you're going out to picnics and, and you have family members who have other, you know, have children and, and you see that their kiddo has a big emotion and they move through it. I'll summarize a little bit of why you're getting stuck in this emotional spiral, this emotional hurricane it can feel like for your kid or for yourself and, and just feeling like you can't get out of it, feeling like you can't get out of the stuck feeling of, of not stopping the meltdowns for your child. And, and especially as we move into five weeks till the end of the year, not knowing how you'll stop this by the end of the year or, or looking at last year and wondering whether or not um, you've made much progress in supporting your child and changing how they experience their emotions it can feel very draining and exhausting. And when we think about one of the reasons why you're stuck, it you have to notice that part of you believes that life has to be hard. And so that could be from how you were raised. It could be from you know being a, a type A person and, and um, wanting to have everything perfect and so then you have to hustle and and work hard to to make it perfect mm -hmm. it could be just from perceiving that you're not enough unless you work really hard um and so those limiting beliefs those beliefs about yourself about life about how life is supposed to be set up how about how the world works all of those things are keeping you stuck and so when you think about what you're seeing for your child, you know, you, it sets off this imbalance because you see for your child that you want them to know that life can be easy. You want them to know that they can have whatever they want. They, you want them to know that, you know, they need to show up love and, and experience the world and, and feel happy and that it shouldn't be this hard. And so part of you, when you're frustrated in that moment, you say to yourself, it shouldn't be this hard. So when you say that to yourself, but then on the flip side, you're saying life has to be hard. Do you see how you're getting stuck? Because part of you is actually clashing with the other part of you. And so when that's happening, you're not able to move out of the ineffective pattern of managing meltdowns on a daily or multiple time day basis. And so as a result, you're perpetuating the cycle. And so we think about one of the things that really needs to be addressed first is you have to notice when and how you fall off your routines. Because if you are observing that you don't know how to assess what works or what doesn't work with your family, then there's no way to observe what parts of your routine actually helps your child, what parts of your, your own emotional routine, you know, whatever you do for stress and self-care 
helps you stay out of the stuck and out of that hurricane. And um, I think is so important that a lot of parents are getting stuck is trying to figure out why and how you are getting frustrated because when you think about what leads to yelling at your kid, when you think about what leads to getting so frustrated that you give up in the moment and you give in, part of it is because you believe that life has to be hard. And so you're creating this pattern for yourself that the meltdowns are inevitable. And when those meltdowns are inevitable, then in the moment you do whatever you can to get out of it. And so that sometimes means that you're going to get frustrated and yell to like attempt, which we know doesn't work, to stop your kid from, from screaming. Or you give them the screen time or you give them the candy or you give them the extra time outside, even though you know they need to stop playing with their friends and come in for homework or just spend time by themselves because they need to chill. And when you are not able to set those clear, consistent boundaries in the household, or for yourself, you know, you, you, um, you're not able to, to take care of yourself for regularly, whether that be going to the gym or eating healthily or because you're just so freaking exhausted, then you're, it's, it's very difficult to get out of this cycle and to get out of that trap. So guys, I really encourage you to notice what is getting in the way of, of this high level of frustration for you. Be sure to understand where you're getting stuck. And if you're not having a, a clear idea of where you and your family is stuck after getting out of this, um, this hurricane experience of, of dealing with daily meltdowns, then I encourage you to book a call. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about what's in your way, where you need to go, what you need to do to fix it, and whether or not I can help you do that. Because I don't know that I can help you, and I don't know what's going to work until I know your story, until I know what's going on. And um, you need to show up ready to, to really look at it and to be open and honest to do that because it's really freaking hard, guys, and it doesn't have to be like that. It's really hard for you, and um, I don't want that for you. It's it's painful, and life doesn't have to be painful. So, um Go ahead again, MeganThompsonCoaching.com backslash talk, and I will catch you guys later. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for joining me for this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in hearing more about how to eliminate the meltdown cycle, I invite you to check out our free masterclass where we cover the five steps our clients use to eliminate the daily meltdowns. You can register for the next training at meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash five steps. That's the number five S-T-E-P-S meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash five steps. Have a great day.